Welcome to Embrace the Spiritual Podcast. Join friends Michelle and Dawn as they share tips on how you too can open your heart, raise your vibration, and reclaim your sovereignty. Hear what they have experienced and overcome in their spiritual journeys while navigating this expansive spiritual multiverse. Discover how they transform their soul lessons from ordinary into extraordinary. Follow, subscribe, and share. Embrace the spiritual on all podcast streaming services, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to EmbraceTheSpiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression or raw Reiki session, contact Dawn on her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com, and Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. Here we are for advanced spiritual tools. And... Sometimes, because I do them so often, I don't realize, Dawn, technically this is advanced, but I've incorporated into my daily life. Duh, it is considered (laughs) advanced. So trying to get in that mindset of stepping away from simple, and really it is more of a, I think of it as a sacredness to running my life of, you know, I wake up in the morning, I take my dogs out. And while they're doing their thing, I I light my candle for the day, because if I'm home, I always have a candle burning, I don't want any negative energy hanging out in my house. And I know I've been energetically attacked. And I don't consent to that on any timeline, and I've cleared it. So that candle is always there for the energy to transmute it out. And then I do my shielding, I do my yoga, and my other things that I can't mention that Aurora has taught us. And then I start giving thanks to my plants because they are looking so good. And we just got our first snowfall and they're trooping through the uh, coldness of the winter weather. And I sleep with my bedroom window open a crack and I've got two plants there that it's such a contrast because they're right by the heater, but they're right in front of an open cold window. And we've gotten down to like negative 20 or not negative 20s, 20s and they are still looking green as when they were outside in the sun so I thank them every day for holding on to the unnaturalness of what's going on and you know and I tell them how much I love them and I will take care of them I think really right now I had long talk with my Chinese healer we are um, going into a time where we're entering into the the winter solstice. And he was pointing out that during the summer solstice and the winter solstice, even though tensions run high during those times, especially because summer solstice is usually the end of the school year for us. And winter solstice is the holidays. Don't put extra stresses on your heart, whether it be physical, emotional, mental, physical. It is not the time of year because he says we are in the year of the heart. So the weak organ of your heart is going to be not on the energetic strength. So be more mindful as we're exiting the this year to that. And I'm going to be taking it easy, especially around the holiday. I know that my kidneys have been kink- bothering me, but he said energetically, he's like, they're still doing what they're supposed to do. It's just sending, you know, sending cramps down. I thought I needed more magnesium. He said, nope, it's energetically. Your kidneys are cramping your legs up because they're attached to the meridians in my feet. And I said, all right, what can I do for that? I'm going to give you a tip, hot water, soak your feet for five minutes in hot water until they're pink, because this will start energetically stirring up that energy that is not flowing properly. And it's cold here. So of course it's not flowing properly. And that makes absolute sense. And he says, when these, you have this weakness, you have to combat it with, you know, the heat of something. So I do ginger in the morning, 
which is another, you know, advanced spiritual tool because I, a lot of people have weak stomachs. Do you burp? Do you get bloated? Do you have issues with over salivating or no salivation? That's your stomach energy. Do your teeth have issues? That's your stomach. So ginger is a wonderful tool to use in your arsenal. And I consider it a spiritual tool because it is a something that my body needs. And I think all of us need to have our organs balanced. So if not energetically, physically too, because it's all a complete system. I mean, we're here energetically and physically. So we have to take care of the energetic body and the physical body at all times. And if we ignore one, which he was talking about, a lot of people ignore it. They'll go to the Western doctor and the Western doctor doesn't know that it is a energetic thing. And so they mistreat it. He's like, they give them pills and it's energy. And if you come to him, a lot of things get cured faster, not because you need to take a pill, but because what we're feeling and sensing is in our energetic body. But we've been taught that, oh no, everything needs to be cured by a pill. You have to take this. That is how I start my day. Michelle, do you have tips and tricks for you? Well, I actually want to extend what you were talking about with the Chinese healer, because again, as Don said, we don't even realize these are advanced tools because it's just something that we do. But when I took my tuning fork courses, and if you can find a tuning fork healer around you that, I don't know, I guess does it the way I do it, we use acupressure points. So when Dawn was talking about the kidney meridian and putting your feet in water, here's a reason why. Kidney meridian point one is on the sole of your foot. So it's kind of under where your the pads below your toes. And then it's kind of, I think it's between the second and third toe. And there's a little depression in there. That kidney point is huge. That's where your kidney meridian starts. If you can't find a healer that does this, a Chinese healer, those are fabulous if you can find one that deals with the meridian points and the acupressure points. If you can't, there is an awesome book you can find anywhere. It should be in most bookstores, the usual online shopping sites. And I've got the book in my in my bookshelf, but I don't have it handy to give you the exact name, but we could put it on our website. And it has all of the acupressure points in their body. And it tells you what body part can be assisted by activating that acupressure point. Every acupressure point that you come across in your body, and we've got all these meridians that there are some that cross, but they all start and stop. Like one meridian will stop and continue into the next meridian. So again, in our bodies, nothing is separate. If something isn't working, as Dawn said, maybe in your stomach meridian, it's going to affect the meridian likely that either comes after it or comes before it. Getting a book about acupressure points and what could help with your spleen or your stomach or your kidneys or whatever, you could find the point and it'll give you instructions in the book, but there is a natural depression. So when you put your finger on the right point, you'll know you have the right point because there's actually, you can feel the little divot, if you will, in your body. So your body's own natural way of saying, yep, you found the spot. And if it's something that's bothering you, it's going to hurt. When you put pressure on it, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that I can really feel that spot. You know, you're on the right spot. And it's just a matter of putting pressure in that spot. You can kind of rub it around a little bit. And that is a great way to connect in with your energy systems in your body. I'll let Dawn continue on. I want to find my one book that also talks about the times that you wake up during the night. So with regards to 
these acupressure points. I had to go find my tuning forks book because this is where I learned this. And you could probably find the schedule online somewhere with some research. But when you have issues, especially sleeping and you wake during specific times during the night, it can actually be an indicator as to maybe some issues that you're having in your body with a specific organ, which could be an energy blockage. So it's something that you need to work on. If you are And this is if you're waking up kind of not naturally, not necessarily alarm clock waking you up, but if you just kind of have a disturbed sleep. So from 3 to 5 a.m. is your lung meridian. So pay attention to the lung meridian. It runs from your chest to your hand, 5 to 7 a.m. So these are all times that those meridians and systems are doing their work. So 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. is your large intestine, and that runs along your hand to your face. From 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. is your stomach meridian, and that goes from your face all the way down to your foot. So if you think of how long that meridian actually runs, there are lots of points along that meridian line that could be affecting, you might have a sore elbow, but it could be something in your stomach meridian. 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. is your spleen, and that runs from your foot up to your chest. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. is your heart meridian, runs from your chest to your hand. 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. is your small intestine, and that runs from your hand to face. So some of these are very Like it's very specific where they start and stop. 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. is your bladder meridian. And that goes from your face down to your foot. So that kind of goes on the other side of your body. So the bladder and the stomach are very key meridians that run through a significant amount of your body. 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. is your kidneys. And those run from your foot to your chest. So when Don was talking about her your kidneys in your feet alone there's I think at least three k1 to k3 run from the bottom of your foot to your ankle bone to your inside ankle bone 7 p.m to 9 p.m is your pericardium runs your chest to your hand 9 p.m to 11 p.m is your triple warmer going from your hand to your face 11 p.m to 1 a.m is your gallbladder face to foot 1 a.m to 3 a.m is your liver foot to chest so it's important Part of why we wanted to, I wanted to bring this up as part of advanced spiritual tools is because once you're aware of when these systems run, you can be a little more aware of what you're doing during those times. So when we stay up too late, we don't get enough rest, we're disrupting some of these meridians. So from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m., you've got your gallbladder going into your liver. So those two are pretty big filters for your body system. So if you're not getting rest during those times, you could be negatively impacting or you may have a blockage or something. So it's a pretty cool thing to be aware of. A lot of people aren't aware of the acupressure meridians. You do have to be very, very careful because when you're pregnant, there's certain acupressure points that you do not want to use. So take this very carefully. Ideally find someone who is familiar with working and has been trained to work with these meridians and go get some assistance through them. If you want to buy the book, it can certainly help. It's a tall blue book and it's all about acupressure points. And I'll put that on our embracethespiritual.com website. So I just wanted to kind of extend what Dawn was talking about as far as our Chinese healer, I love the fact that this upcoming year is about the heart. We've been talking so much in these episodes about unconditional love and heart discernment. It's not a coincidence. Well, I just want to clarify, this is the year of the heart. Hey, well, every year is a year of heart, but technically right, right, speaking. But- 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate that because uh, called active listening. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember what next year is because uh, he didn't say, but because we were talking about the heart so much, but th- we're in the year of the heart, but that makes sense because of what's got to go on next year. Absolutely. And keep staying tuned because season three starting in January, 2024. And so we look forward to Dawn's visit with her Chinese healer to find out what 2024 has in store for us. <laughs> for what we need to be paying attention to for the body system. So I love that. Thank you for for that. Going on, getting sun in the morning. And well, I think you're more up north than I am, but trying to get what you can. First thing when you get up is so important because our, this is another thing I don't like. We ha- They have changed the light bulb so we don't get this spectrum that we need anymore. And the sun is the only true spectrum. Why do you think there was a ban on all these bulbs? It wasn't because of the money system and you know saving the earth. It is because they're trying to hurt us. If you have worn glasses, I know that under certain light conditions, I can see better without my glasses on if the light bulb is correct or outside. When I'm outside, I don't need to wear my glasses because it is so, I can see so much more because the light spectrum is what is needed. And to try to combat the deficiency of the in the light, I go outside, I will sun gaze. If it's okay, it's within the first 15 minutes of the sun rising. I live in a valley. So it is when that sun starts coming through the trees, I will sun gaze. And then I go in and I I always drink warm water or hot water. My Chinese healer said, if you are having stomach issues, digestive issues, teeth issues, it is because there is stress on your stomach. Ditch the ice. It is hurting that system. So I did. I have been, I think it's been two years and my digestion is so much better. It is insane. My teeth are looking better. The issues that I have, I'm still working on, but I can see there is an improvement. And I realize that it takes four years if you are trying to grow a tooth to heal. So I'm trying to heal uh, cracks and crevices in my teeth and missing enamel. So I still got a, I got a ways to go since I am actively working on it now that I know there are tools that we can use. But that is for a whole another episode if we even go there. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure we'll go there. And you're right. I think it's people think this is a wives tale, but it is actually better for your body to drink warm room temperature to warm liquids because it's actually easier for your body to absorb. So when we put ice in things and have the cold water, it's actually harder for our bodies to absorb that water. So you're actually kind of having the opposite effect if you're constantly drinking cold water. So maybe you have to just swap out one of your glasses of water a day with a room temperature one if you're used to having cold drinks and even craving cold drinks. Maybe that's a sign of something that's going on in your body of why your body thinks it needs something that isn't natural. If you search online, spiritual meanings of blank. You have to weed through, like don't just take the first result that comes up. If you search spiritual meanings of an ailment, if you start doing that, instead of just going to the doctor to fix the physical thing, start with the spiritual meaning of things and things that you can do to shift the energy around that. So an ankle might mean one thing versus an elbow. So finding those spiritual meanings of things 
I consider that an advanced tool. And like Dawn said, it's something that I go to regularly. Some of them you'll get to learn, but if you keep having repetitive injuries in a certain area, you haven't learned your lesson. So find out what the meaning of it is and go work through it. Things keep appearing to you when you aren't getting the message or you're not doing the work. You think you might've done the work, but if it reappears, you haven't fully completed the lesson. So just pay attention to that. And I want to switch to kind of a physical tool that just popped up in my feed and my guides will do this. You know, I, I don't scroll a whole bunch through social media, but they're kind of saying, yes, you do, because we point things out to you. So um, I don't go down rabbit holes of unhealthy information, put it that way. So one of these things popped up from a local store in Edmonton. It's called Rocks R-O-X-X. And I'll give them a little shout out for anybody in the Edmonton area. They showed a cute little tool. And it's called a purification bowl. And what they put, it's really cute. They've got a selenite kind of half moon or quarter moon shape. It's a, kind of a little bit of a dish. And they put like a little sprig of, I don't know, maybe sage or something like that. And they put in it carnelian and shungite. And they put a little bell in it. Do some research on what, oh, I think it was white sage they put in. So set your intentions out loud and visualize a clean and clear space and energy. So that's what this purification bowl can do. I haven't specifically done this. It literally just popped up in my feed and I thought, what a cool advanced tool. We talked about clearing our space in the past episodes. And that was one that, you know what, if you have a small space or you could do this in multiple spaces in your home, but what a cool little tool. But again, it's about the intention that you're putting behind it. Make sure that your shungite and your carnelian are cleansed before you do this. Even your bell, if you want to sage your bell to make sure that it's pure because you want any negative energies. Reminder that when you buy stuff from the stores, it contains all the energy of the people working there. Everybody that's touched that item has a residual energy attached to it. So just a reminder to always clear your stuff before you work with it and set those intentions. But what a cool little thing. And one of the other things that popped up doing some gift shopping for family and my son said, hey, do you remember those copper socks that you and I bought for me? I think it was several months ago. He said, I could really use some more socks. Didn't even clue into me yesterday when I was talking to him about that. But until, of course, we're talking about advanced spiritual tools. Hey, if you have to wear shoes, why not have socks that have copper in them? Like, what a great idea. At least you have some connection that copper is that conduit for energy. Walk around in your sock feet for us that are in cold locations and you know our winter is the white stuff outside we want to be wearing socks and if you're going to wear socks you might as well have copper in them it's funny that you bring up socks wearing socks to bed is so important because it actually helps regulate your body temperature especially in the winter and it creates a system of and i i usually don't wear socks to bed so i started it and i realized i'm sleeping so much better because of it it, it really helps with uh, regulation and me, and if the room is on the colder side, I have an easier time falling to sleep instead of struggling with my body to get the right temperature. It also reduces your stress levels and who doesn't want to do that? Along with reducing your stress levels, if you live or can go out into nature, running water is so important. Lakes, streams, oceans, or even creating something in your house 
that like a fish tank would even do it because it has you know, usually filters, but creating something in your environment to have running water, it reduces your st stress. And we're all trying to be part of healing you is the stress levels. Because when you're not stressed, you can give more easily, freely, and be your tip top self. And I had one more and I, oh, Crystal Grids. That's what it was. Because my daughter and I were just talking about it. Look them up. There are so many pretty ones. I'm not going to name anybody. I was show, showed her some pictures because she was asking me, what would you like for Christmas? And I'm like, boy, I really don't need anything. But my crystals has, have been talking to me and they're like, we want more friends. I'm like, of course you want more friends. <laughs> Creating a crystal grid. And a lot of times there'll be like a ball in the middle or a special you know, crystals I've seen. Sometimes people use, what are the rainbow? Swarovski crystal, like they'll have like a rose or a flower and then they'll have the points, the double pointed out. And then I've seen ones with like, they have angel crystals on the the outer edge and then the points pointing to them or they'll do stars. And it's always like on a plate of either rose quartz, selenite. There's just so many ideas. Look up crystal grids. You are going to be blown away with the stuff that you can do. And if you have cats, like I do, they sell like either tacky wax or tacky putty. I will be putting that down to make sure my cats who love to play with things, I have a one cat who just knocks everything off. You, if it is on a counter, he will knock it off. So I'm going to be putting that on my crystal grid so he will not be playing hockey with my crystals. <laughs> Such a Canadian thing to do. So that happens here for sure. <laughs> you have to be selective of what is in cat paw range. Our older cat, of course, can't jump up and get it. So it's been safe for a while. But now that we have a kitten, <laughs> she's deemed it her role to explore. Put it that way. One of the other tools that I wanted to share, we've talked about kind of cleansing energy when you're out talking people, like cleansing through the shower and stuff. There is a technique that a lot of people that are familiar with Reiki will use called dry brushing or dry bathing. And it's a Japanese Reiki technique for purification. So in Japan, before you enter a temple or sacred place, usually there's a place near the entrance with running water, as Dawn said, that's very key running water for cleansing. And, you know, that's ritual cleansing, really, that they're doing to purify themselves before entering. So what a traditional thing that they're doing that we just, we just walk in a place and whatever energy we came from our exploration with is coming into the space and then we're having to clean our space and energetically cleanse it so this dry bathing technique is a way to do that without water we're not going to have you know a fish tank at the front door you're going to dip your hands in and do a little cleansing that's not what we're talking about I guess if you want to fill your boots but not something I'm going to do. It's really good even if you are a healer and before you do work on someone, you could do this in your space. And what they start out with is what's called a gasho meditation. It's spelled G-A-S-S-H-O. So if you search that meditation up in combination with Reiki, it's probably going to get you more of a pure uh, traditional sense of that meditation. But really what it is, is it's your two hands coming together in, you know, quote unquote, the prayer position. And I only say that because you'd be able to know what that actually means. And you're putting your hands together and in front of your heart. And this meditation is, you know, traditionally 
practice with Reiki workshops. And if you can be in that pose for, you know, 15 to 30 minutes, not everybody has that time. But if you could do five to 15 minutes, even something so simple, and you can do it by standing, but ideally, you want to be sitting down, your spine nice and straight, still comfortable your head in a neutral position. Don't strain if you have back problems or anything. Try to sit with maybe some pillows for comfort or a cushion on the floor. You could do it while laying down because not everybody's mobile to be sitting up. So this is a great meditation that can be done anywhere. And guess what? Helps you get some meditation time in. Close your eyes, put your hands together, your palms are facing each other, and then your thumbs are basically sitting in front of your chest and your heart chakra. And breathing out through your nose, breathe in through your mouth, out through your nose is a real cleansing breath. And focus that attention where your middle fingers meet. Let go, let your mind wander. If it wanders, just acknowledge that thought, let it go. We've talked about that in past episodes and just refocus back where your middle fingers meet. So what it's doing is it's actually giving your brain something to be focused on so that it doesn't get in the way of meditation. So If you have that floating thought, just acknowledge it, let it go, come back to your middle fingers. If, you know, that's uncomfortable to hold for that long, you know, you can simply keep your hands still in that position, rest them in your lap. We're not suggesting if you have shoulder problems or anything, you know, this should not be uncomfortable or painful in any way. Observe anything that's happening in your body. Maybe you're getting hot or cold, or maybe you're getting images of something. Notice it. And then just come back to focusing on those two middle fingers. And just know that this is a safe place. Continue to keep taking those deep breaths. And what those deep breaths help do is it helps get you to that theta brainwave. And that's where meditation happens. That's where you're connecting to your higher self. So this is something quick. Obviously, I'm going to state it, don't do it while you're driving. You can do it maybe if you're driving to work, maybe when you park in the parking lot, maybe just do it for even five minutes before you go into the building. So just to kind of center yourself. So that's the first part of this dry bathing is to do that short gasho meditation. The next part of the dry bathing, so I'll give you hopefully my tutorial, you can um, imagine it, if not, There's some great Reiki sites out there that talk about dry bathing. You put your right hand on your left shoulder and you stroke down your chest across your stomach and end at your right hip. Do the same on the other side. Your left hand on your right shoulder, stroke down across your chest and stomach and end at your left hip. Repeat it with your right hand on your left shoulder and then extend your left arms. You're kind of maybe palm facing up, but just let your arm extend down along your body. And then with that right hand on your left shoulder, you're going to stroke down your arm all the way to the hand and fingertips. Then fling your right hand out in the air as though you're throwing away any negative energy. That's key. Don't forget to get rid of the energy. That's the whole point is you're dry brushing from your shoulder, your left shoulder and your right hand all the way down your arm and out your fingers and flick your fingers so that you're getting rid of that energy. Do the same with your right arm. So your left hand is on your right shoulder. Stroke down your arm, your right arm, and fling out with, I would do with both hands, fling out the energy. Repeat on the left arm again, and then you can add the short gasho meditation at the end. Now the key is, is this is happening three times. So it might seem unbalanced. You're doing your left shoulder, then your right shoulder, and then your 
right again. So right, left, right, and then do the same thing with sweeping right, left, right. Just a cool technique that you can do anywhere if you don't have your sage that you can sage yourself when you go out in public. This is a quick thing. You can sit in your car and do this before you go into work. When you Before you drive home, I would do this. Maybe go to the mall. You can do this before you go to the mall and after you are done in the mall because who wants to carry that energy around with you after being in a mall with all those people that have varying degrees of energy that they are themselves carrying around plus all the stores that you go into. So just wanted to share that cool little Reiki technique that I think isn't very common or well known and it's a really great tool to use anywhere because we're not always near our water. We gave that tool in our past episode about having a shower and rinsing off. So this is a perfect during the day to do on the go. And then when you get home and are getting settled in for the night, then you could have that shower. I'm going to add to the energy work of clearing that qigong. Look up the eight brocades routine. It will take care of your whole entire energetic system and it will get you more in tune with your energy and balance your body. My Chinese healer highly recommends it. He's like, you don't need to get, go anywhere from that. We have talked about Chai Chi and he said you have to find somebody who can teach it the proper way because the majority of people are not doing it right, which makes me laugh because of course he would know because he's been there <laughs> and seen people doing it wrong. And it's probably like, what do they think they're doing? So if you want to do Tai Chi, try to find somebody who is doing it the proper way, who can instruct you to say, no, that's wrong. Because it, if you're not going to do it right, there's no point of doing it, especially when you're trying to tap into those energetic systems. But he said Qigong is much easier and simple. And the April cage, you can do it, I think, in 15 to 20 minutes once you get it down. That certainly is an area that I think is becoming highlighted more often versus the Tai Chi. I think Tai Chi, people think it's been around longer just because it's been talked about more, but it's nice to know that or be aware of the fact that these things can become inverted. So be mindful when you're searching for these tools. Does that feel right? Just because someone says that they're a teacher of it, it doesn't mean that they are operating from a high vibration of energy. So every teacher that you come across carries with them their own energy. So always have that heart discernment and check your teachers to make sure. One of the last things that I want to share as part of this episode is all about, it's kind of an extension of our conscious languaging. So often we subconsciously think of things because of our programming. So, you know, those thoughts come to our mind quite a bit, but really I want people to remember that you attract into your life a reflection of what you think. So take that in. You attract a reflection of what you think. So when people think, oh, life isn't going my way, I keep getting this out and the other thing, they're not very willing to look in the mirror at what they're thinking and ultimately attracting. One person that does this very well and part of her teaching, her name's Byron Katie, and it's worth mentioning her because she has a technique that is exactly that. Whatever you're looking at in your situation is a reflection of what you are thinking inside. That's a tough thing to think because you might be annoyed with a partner or coworker because of something they're doing. If you really have an honest look uh, whether you do that in some, it might not be exactly the same, but it could be the same. So lying, 
is a big one. You might really hate when someone lies. Well, if you're really annoyed by it, is there an area in your life that you're doing that? You could be lying to yourself, you know, might not be the exact same situation, but there's always a reflection of what you are seeing in somebody else of what's actually going on inside. So if you're focused on sickness or disease, guess what you're going to attract? Do you really want to attract more sickness and disease? But if you focus on it, you can attract more. And I know this has been a struggle for me, admittedly, in the past, because I have had lots of injuries. And so then I have to stop and think, okay, what is this really telling me? I'm clearly not learning the lesson and I'm attracting it. So I need to put a stop to it. If you focus on poverty or lack, then that's what you're going to get. Bank account's not going to grow if you're focusing on that. So remember that everything you're holding in that conscious thought becomes your reality. We are all that powerful because that's just how the universe works. Everything is energy. So even that small little quick thought, the universe doesn't use adjectives. They don't use descriptors of that and not a yeah, but it is a literal translation of whatever energy you are thinking whatever thought you're thinking, whatever action you're doing, it's taking the literal sense of that and reflecting back to you. So be in abundance mindset, see that love in people, see the honesty in people, embrace good, emotionally healthy people. If you can surround yourself with people that are that vibration, you're going to attract more of that. So it's just a reminder And we may not think that this is an advanced tool, but it really is because if you can be mindful of your thoughts, just because you're not saying it out loud, it's still happening from a universe perspective. So it does not discriminate against whether you've said it out loud or you've said it internally. I really love a friend that I grew up with. He just posted this quote today, happy people focus on what they have and unhappy people focus on what's missing. Which camp do you want to live in? I love that. And it's true. If you're going to concentrate on the chaos in your life, you're just going to create more chaos. Do you want to be the calm serenity that you're seeking? Or do you want to be living in that chaos that you have created it without realizing it? So beautiful, Michelle. I love the universe. It just is the greatest teacher. And we just have to be willing to listen. And great power comes when you are willing to listen to those whispers of your higher self in the universe instead of what is being shouted at you from the world. Join us for our last episode in season two, where we talk about all of those things that we loved about our episodes this season and share our favorite tips and practices and messages that came out of this season. And thank you for listening. Follow, subscribe, and share. Embrace the spiritual on all podcast streaming services, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to EmbraceTheSpiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression or raw Reiki session, contact Dawn on her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com, and Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. Infinite love and gratitude. Thank you for joining us.